Welcome to the Ferris Love Shrine Podcast, where we share spiritual and practical ideas for how to live family life with a beautiful, self-sacrificing love. In this episode, we're talking with Amanda Smith, a registered nurse, NFP instructor, and mother of five. Welcome, Amanda. Thank you. It's so great to be here. Yeah, we're excited to talk with you today. So give us a little bit of your background, a little bit of your history, and then we're going to dive into discussing NFP. Great. Um, So my name is Amanda, like you mentioned. I am a nurse. I've been a nurse for 15 years now. Most of my background in nursing is intensive care. I've done a couple years in hospice. And then most recently, I've transitioned into becoming an NFP instructor. So I became certified to teach NFP um, a little over two years ago. I am specifically trained to teach the Marquette method, which is a form of NFP. Um, so my husband and I, we've been married for 14 years. We have five children. We've used NFP our entire marriage through the ups and downs that can come with it. Um, but now becoming an NFP instructor, it is um, definitely more a passion of mine to kind of help couples um, discern when it's a good time to use it, when it's not a good time to use it, and how to be successful in both of those endeavors. Great. So give us just like a brief little summary of what NFP or natural family planning is all about. Sure. Um, So natural family planning is briefly the science of identifying a woman's um, natural biological signs of fertility. The goal is to identify the fertile window and then either use that fertile window to achieve or avoid pregnancy, depending on the couple's intentions for that month. Okay, great. And how do you see that fitting with the Catholic Church's teaching on being open to life and welcoming new birth and all of that as a very natural and essential part of marriage? Definitely an essential part of marriage. Some would say it's about 50% of marriage, right? Marriage is unitive and it's procreative. Um, Our call to being open to life as Catholics is crucial to our mission. Um, one of my favorite resources for this is Pope St. Paul the Sixth Encyclical Humana Vitae. Um, that's where a lot of the teachings on natural family planning come from. It's kind of what I base my teachings off of when I help couples. Um, Humana Vitae made it very important and it really clarified what, um, what the marriage call basically is. So it's God designed sex to be beautiful within marriage, correct? And it was designed to be both punitive and procreative. And neither one of them is more important than the other. So the goal in marriage is to make sure that each and every time a couple comes together in the marriage act, that that act is punitive and it's procreative, right? We can't separate one from the other. Neither one is more important than the other. So natural family planning is our way to ensure that each and every time it is unitive, it is procreative, um, but also not leading us to be just having children every single time. Natural family planning allows us to make sure that um, we can be staying within the calling that God has for us. Um, it's practicing it um it is helpful, right? Because it one, it gives you information about your body and how your cycles work. And you also know that fertility is not just a woman's thing. It's also the man's thing. A man is always considered fertile. The woman is the one that has the fluctuating fertility. And so learning NFP helps figure out good times and bad times, and, you know, um, depending on what your intention is for the month. 
Um, the key to this, being open to life, the key to that is really kind of having that form conscience. I think that's kind of the most important thing. I sort of tell my couples, your decision to have a child is between you, yourself, and God. Those are the three main people that need to be a part of that conversation. Um, it's really helpful. What I love about NFP is that it is a day-to-day, week-to-week, month-to-month conversation between you, yourself, and God. Things change. Life changes. Um, you know, if you had told me when we got married 14 years ago that we were going to have five kids and the way that the spacing was, I would have thought that's absolutely crazy. But every time it kind of came time to either contemplate or discern, um, God just showed us the way, you know, and we had some control over it. But ultimately, you know, God is the one that's kind of the master of these plans. And so just making sure that you're not doing anything to interfere with those plans is where natural family planning comes in each and every time that the marital act is performed, it's open to life, and it's unitive. Those are the kind of key components um, Mm -hmm. for it. So you mentioned earlier that kind of having that personal formation is really important to living NFP very well. So do you have recommendations or tips for how you can work at kind of forming yourself to make sure that you're doing, um, you know, within the marital act and as you're married, doing what God is asking you to do in that moment? Yeah, that is with every aspect, I think, of our Catholic life, ha- having that formed conscience is the key to this. Um, so resources are always really important. Um, learning about NFP, I think, is is important. So there's different methods of NFP and deciding which one is right for you and um, your relationship. And that doesn't mean it's the same method. You might do one before you have kids. You might do another one after you have kids. Life changes and NFP can change with it. Um, so figuring out the different methods is important. Um, some great resources for that would be your diocesan website. There's some great links. Usually most of the dioceses have a link in their family um, planning links or marriage prep or something like that, where they'll have links to um, instructors that teach each of the methods. Um, and really kind of discerning which method and then also making sure the instructor is a really good fit for you. Most of us that teach these methods are Catholic and we abide by the Catholic rules and regulations within marriage, but just kind of making sure that that is, you know, what your instructor is teaching and helping you with. The other thing that's good is if you have a spiritual director, they can kind of really help you in terms of figuring out ways to discern. Um, Is this appropriate discernment um, or misuse of discernment? Um, The other, there's a few books. Um, One of the really good books is called The Sinner's Guide to Natural Family Planning. That goes into it. It's Catholic-based. It goes into a lot of things um, about natural family planning, how to discern, how to work within it. Um, so that's a really great book. Humana Vitae, like I mentioned before, that encyclical really goes into detail about the beauty of the marital act and how it can be used always for good. Um, Father Mike Schmidt, he's another great resource. He's got some great podcasts out there um, that can really help couples figure things out. Two of my favorites for him, um, let's see, I think it's called... Um, kids like a right a curse or a privilege something like that Um, and then he has another one about um, sex within marriage and how he really goes into detail in great theological ways about the beauty of the marriage act and how much it is referenced and um, supported by the church in terms of you know being something that couples should engage in and be responsible and respective towards it great Thank you. That was, those are excellent resources. And we'll li- list them also in the show notes in case anyone missed that and didn't get a chance to write them down. 
Um, so Amanda, I want to talk a little bit about some of the common misconceptions um, around NFP, especially I think in the Catholic community, but in the Christian community as well. So let's start with, um, I'll throw out one that I know for sure. And then I'd love to hear kind of some of your thoughts as well about the common misconception. So you, I've heard often that NFP is basically just birth control for Catholics, right? Like it's our approved version of birth control. You can't take the pill, but you can do the NFP thing. So your comments to that? Uh, yeah, that is that is a common, I think, common misconception that people have. Um, natural family planning is not Catholic birth control. Um, this is basically the Catholic's way of working within the design of sex that God created. He's the author of this design. It was designed to be unitive and procreative. So by ensuring through natural family planning that each and every time you engage in the marital act, it is open to both of those factors is a huge difference from birth control. Birth control completely takes away that procreative side of it. So it, it takes away 50% of what sex was created for. Um, natural family planning includes both of those, right? And um, it is really, it's not an easy thing to do. Love seeks unity. And when you're married, your love between you and your spouse seeks to unify itself, right? Every couple enjoys that unifying act, um, hence why part of 50% of it is for unity between the couples. Um, so when you practice natural family planning and you are abstaining from the marital act during that fertile window, it's a difficult thing to do. You're not able to express your love in the, during the time when you want to be with your husband. And so that selfless act of abstaining and denying your desires, that is kind of crucial to natural family planning. It is difficult to be selfish with something in a selfless way. So you're selflessly denying yourself um, pleasure in order to, um, you know, kind of discern, like during that discernment time, right? If it's just not a good time or to space children or if there's health reasons that it's not a good time. So it's, like we kind of mentioned, it's hard to abuse natural family planning because it requires selfless acts on both partners in order to achieve that goal that you have discerned between each other. Okay, that makes sense. What other misconceptions do you see, especially as you're teaching this to other couples? Um, one of the most common misconceptions, I think, is that natural family planning is unreliable. You know, we hear a lot from couples like, oh, I, you know, I know such and such, they tried his NFP and they have 14 kids. Like clearly it's not successful. Um, that is a common misconception. One of the ways we kind of get around that is that learning a method is really important. So learning a method, specifically having an instructor, okay? Um, the science behind NFP is solid. So there's only six days of cycle that a couple is fertile. So learning how to identify those six days is crucial. And having an instructor guide you through, whether you're tracking either cervical mucus signs, temperatures, urinary hormone levels, it doesn't matter um, which one it is. Having someone guide you through it will definitely increase the effectiveness of that method. Um, the other thing is that um, natural family planning has really kind of evolved, especially over the last 15 to 20 years. So the original methods, um, Creighton and Billings are some of the two original methods, those came out in the 1950s, give or take. That was kind of when we first started being able to track um, natural signs of fertility. And then recently, 
Um, temperatures were kind of added a little bit after that as a way to track ovulation. But most recently, in the last 20 years, um, we're able to now track hormones objectively through the use of a monitor. So that's what the Marquette method is. That's what I'm um, certified to teach. Um, so the Marquette method tracks it objectively. There's a monitor. You pee on a stick every day, put it in, and the monitor reads your urinary hormones. Our success rates in terms of avoiding pregnancies are as high as 98%. You're never going to get 100%, right? The Holy Spirit always has room to work, um, and we love that 2%. There's so many, you know, babies in that 2%. There's just they're destined for greatness, right? There's just something special the Holy Spirit has planned for them. Um, so compared to, you know, the methods that came out in the 50s, sometimes those success rates can be kind of in the 70 percentage, 80 percent, depending on success. So when we're looking at these newer methods, um, Marquette specifically with 98% success rate, it's hard to say it's unreliable with a 98% success rate. Um, so as we've kind of learned more about our body, we've established, you know, better ways of tracking things. Reliability has really come a long way for that. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's actually, yeah, yeah, it is. It is really exciting. It's an exciting time, especially um, from the science world to kind of track things. Um, some of the other misconceptions um, is that natural time planning won't work if you're postpartum, if you're breastfeeding, if you have irregular cycles. Um, again, same as previously, the unreliableness of it. Those times, postpartum, breastfeeding, irregular cycles, those things are difficult to track through subjective means. So if you're subjectively tracking your signs of fertility. The Marquette method where we track with a monitor and it's an objective tracking, we are able then to successfully track through those challenging times of postpartum breastfeeding or if you have a regular cycle. So no longer is NFP not an option for during those times of your life. You can still track it. Um, rules, regulations, and protocols change depending on if you're you know, young and regular cycles, postpartum breastfeeding, postpartum not breastfeeding, even into the 40s when perimenopause kicks in, we can still help discern, you know, what is going on with these cycles? What's my body doing? There's actually a very healthy way to see it too. Um, many physicians these days kind of consider a woman's period to be like a fifth vital sign. If there's something going on in the body, your period's going to be affected by it, whether it's stress or sickness or hormonal imbalances, thyroid dysfunction, all of those things we can kind of help pick up on as we track through natural time planning and hormone levels and cycles and things of that nature. So um, those would be, I think, the kind of the most common misconceptions that I hear repeatedly from couples. Sure. I'm curious, when do you think is the best time to kind of start learning about this, maybe to start tracking? Is it, uh, you know, when you get married? Is it a little bit before? Is it when you start your period? Like what, what's a good time for most women to start looking into this? Great question. Um, I think it's never too soon to start tracking your period, okay? So moms out there who have young girls who are just starting, um, keep track of it somehow. Um, help your daughters kind of see. It's important to just note on a calendar, on an app or whatever, the day your period starts, okay? And then as you kind of transition into your older time frame, you might want to start tracking a couple um, additional factors. Usually we like to grab couples when they're engaged, during that pre-kingdom. Um, the six-month requirement, typically, that the church has in order to get married, that is a really great time to start tracking more things on your fertility. Six months of tracking fertility is a good amount of time to get a handle on what your fertility looks like. Um, the company I work for, Vitae Fertility, we do a 
monthly free team and class. So we teach all of these newly engaged couples about natural family planning, church teaching, how to discern for or against which method. You know, we kind of get into really the nitty gritty about Catholic church teaching, family, marital act, etc. So we ideally, I would love to teach you a method when you're engaged. That way you have time before you're married to figure out your cycles and what's going on. Um, but it's also never too late. Uh, so even if you've been married for 10 years, never too late to get started tracking um, your cycles and your fertility. Uh, I teach everyone from, you know, engaged, newly married, postpartum, perimenopause, and everything in between. Nice. Okay. So never too early, but definitely never too late as well. Um, Always a good thing. Okay. Um, Tell me, Amanda, what... What tips do you have for, let's say, married couples or engaged couples who are contemplating like, okay, is NFP really right for us? Um, Should we consider even looking into the method, let alone perhaps using it to space children or perhaps there's something going on, you know, physically, emotionally, mentally that needs to be addressed in one of the spouses and perhaps children isn't the best. Like, what are some tips that you have as they navigate that? Yeah, I think um, certainly if you have a call on your heart, I think it's worth it to look into it. Um, for sure. Doesn't matter, you know, if it means we're going to start it or delay it for a little bit, but I think looking into it is important. Um, Vitae Fertility, again, the company that I work for, we do free consultations for anyone who's interested or trying to figure out, um, is natural family planning something that would work for my marriage? We also have a lot of resources on our website in terms of the different methods that are out there, what those methods are, which method is correct for me. Not every person is a right fit for the same method. That's the beauty of having a few different ways of using NFP and tracking fertility. Um, As I mentioned before, some of those resources are a really great way for couples who are thinking about it. Do some independent reading. Um, And your diocesan website is a great spot, but also your parish. Talk to your priest. They might have someone in the parish who either teaches NFP or practices NFP or is passionate about NFP. Talk to your fellow couples in the church. A lot of them are willing to talk to you about their journey. Um, you know, I know that despite being a nurse for 15 years and we have five kids, like our journey with NFP has definitely changed over a couple of years. We've done a few different methods until we found one that kind of worked for us. And um, it was actually our parish um, priest who was the one that suggested Marquette method to us when we were pregnant with the fifth one. I had never heard of it before. Um, and so it was life-changing. I mean, it really was. Like, it led me to be an instructor and to teach it. This is now kind of what I do instead of working in the hospital. And so we just think if that calls on your heart, there's lots of places to go to find out more information. And then obviously, if you're ready to start with a method, finding a good fit with an instructor is really important. Good. That perfectly segues into my next question of how do you figure out like a good fit in terms of an instructor or even a company to work with? Because I would imagine, especially now when there's this kind of move towards more holistic medicine and away from kind of chemicals, that there's probably other companies that are not doing it for religious purposes or not kind of looking at it in in the Catholic lens or the Christian lens, but looking at it more as like, I don't want to put chemicals into, into my body to prevent pregnancy. So therefore, so how do you kind of look at and assess basically the various options out there and instructors? That's a great question because we are seeing a, a big shift in the community to be a little bit more naturally minded. There was a book that came out a little while ago called Take Charge of Your Fertility, kind of revolutionized things. Um, it's not a 
Catholic book. It's just, it's a very secular book, but it, it really kind of taught women kind of for the first time, like, like you, you don't have to be on artificial contraception. Like you don't have to put these chemicals in your body. The research is very clear that it's dangerous and has bad side effects. Um, so even with the clients I teach, I would say I have about 75% are Catholic and the other 25% are um, Christian or I actually, I have a lot of Jewish couples as well that are just looking for a healthy, natural way to track it. So with my clients, I'm seeing that. So definitely there's companies out there that have the natural mindset, but not so much the Catholic mindset. So um, it should be very clear on a company's website what direction they kind of go. But it's for sure going to be important when you kind of meet with an instructor. Most of them should offer a free consultation to kind of get a good feeling. Um, but that should be a very important question to kind of ask them because it is that, you know, the Catholic stance is that during that fertile window, if you're trying to avoid pregnancy, it's abstinence. It's not using artificial means. We don't support anything else during that um, time frame other than abstinence. And so having an instructor that understands that, supports that, and encourages you through those times is important. Um, the Marquette method specifically, I would say 99% of us instructors are Catholic. The Marquette method is a Catholic method. Um, we, as instructors, um, it is the expectation that we are teaching abstinence only during that time. So that method itself has a little higher chance of getting a Catholic instructor, um, but I'm sure the other ones as well have them. Um, diocesan website is a great place, like I kind of mentioned before, and your church should have good resources for other methods and instructors. Um, but yeah, due diligence is always really important. Ask those instructors those hard questions about, you know, look, this is these are our beliefs, and so th this isn't an option. Is that something that you're going to support me through? Mm -hmm. That makes sense. And just to clarify, so for those that teach the Marquette method, or even maybe the Creighton method or other methods, like they're certified for it. It's not just someone who like did a bunch of research on their own, read a couple books, and like I, I can coach you through this now, right? Correct. They are certified. Um, and if you're um, hesitant about it, ask for their certification. They should all have a certification, a diploma of some sort, so you can actually see. Marquette Method requires all of us instructors to be at least a nurse or higher in the clinical field. So all of us instructors have that clinical background, um, which does help if there are changes or nuances or predispositions, genetic factors that kind of come into play that might alter fertility signs. Um, but yes, all of us should be um, certified. Request that document if you want to see it, just to make sure you are getting a legitimate instructor. Mm -hmm. Nice. Um, what else, Amanda? Are, do you see maybe common questions that you get as as couples are first exploring this um, that our listeners should consider? Asking, yeah. Um, I think that um, I think uh, as with anything, right? Anything that's new, there is always some fear and some kind of trepidation that comes with it. So. Um, I think making sure, you know, questions that you ask, just kind of getting a good feel for success rates. Efficacy rates for all of these methods are published. They're public. You can see um, the methods in terms of effectiveness rates and success rates. And so whatever kind of you're comfortable with. There are also um, there are some quizzes that you can find online. I think naturalwomanhood.com has a quiz 
Um, that again, that's a secular website, but they do have a quiz where you can kind of go through 20 quick questions that asks you all sorts of things. And it will at the end tell you like, I think you're a good fit for this method. So it kind of helps narrow the field a little bit in terms of a good place to start the research. Um, and other than that, I think the hardest part is just sending that first email to someone to kind of talk to them about it. Um, I know I, I mean, this is what I, this is what I do and I love talking about it. I'll talk about it with anybody and I'm always open to kind of having that conversation with a couple who's sort of on the fence about it. Um, but it is, you know, I think at the heart of it, um, fertility is our gift, right? It's our gift from God and it's something to be respected and not feared. And the way to do that is kind of, you know, through the practice of natural family planning, getting an idea of what's going on and then respecting it. It's not a curse. It's not a disease. It's not something to be treated. It's just something to be understood and respected. I love it. Um, this was excellent, Amanda. Thank you for all the tidbits and extra information and the resources you gave. Um, do you have any last words of wisdom or tip you want to share before we sign off for the day? Um, well, like I said, I'm always open to talking. So vitafertility.com is the website. There's seven of us instructors that work through um, this company. We're all Catholic. We're all nurses. And we're all over the United States. We teach couples. I've got couples in Australia, New Zealand, Germany, Canada, the States. We do it all. So feel free. Um, take a look around um, our website. It'll answer a lot of questions. And then as I mentioned, I love talking about this. So anytime someone has questions or comments or anything at all, send it my way. I'd love to talk to people about this and give, you know, a little more one-on-one -on -one feedback for people who have. Excellent. And you do all um, your sessions over Zoom with couples, right? So they don't have to be, you're in the Chattanooga area, but they don't have to be in the Chattanooga area or any, right. anywhere near one of these seven instructors, correct? Correct. We do everything via Zoom. Um, it's, yeah, it's actually been really convenient, especially for a busy couple that have a hard time getting away for a little bit. Everything's via Zoom. Um, yeah, all follow-up is via Zoom and um, email and things like that. So it does make it very easy for those busy lifestyles. Excellent. All right. So we will link to your company's website in the show notes, as well as all the various resources and books that you recommended people take advantage of. And thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. Anytime. I love it. I love talking about this. It was a pleasure being here. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Ferris Love Shrine podcast. If you enjoyed it, we'd love for you to visit us at ferrisloveshrine.org to learn more about our project and follow us on social media.